free. I'm free, y'all. I need everybody to repeat after me. I am, I am a revolutionary. revolutionary. sacrifice one could ever make. Yeah. I believe I'm going to die in no car, eh? No. I don't believe I'm going to die slipping on no ice. No. I don't believe I'm going to die because I got a bad heart. No. I believe I'm going to die doing what I was born for. Yeah. I believe I'm going to die half the people. I'm gonna die for the people cause I live for the people. I live for the people cause I love the people. And that's from the bloodthirsty murderous pigs. Well, some of you might be in the audience right now, huh? Sitting on a tape recorder. Gone in your head. Well, let me make it plain. Kill a few pigs, get a little satisfaction. Wait on, wait on. Get some more pins, get some more satisfaction. Get them all your complete satisfaction. question of violence or non-violence is a question of resistance to fascism or non-existence within fascism. You can murder a liberator, but you can't murder liberation. You can murder a revolutionary, but you can't murder revolution. And you can murder a freedom fighter, but you can't murder freedom.
to Critical Blues Reviews. I am your host, your gracious host, Critical, and I have a special guest that's back. Oh, I'm a special guest. Yes, you 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 you've been gone for a while. Almost like uh almost seemed like you've been gone for the whole 2021 almost. This is my first podcast this year, is it? Uh it might be. I think you did. I think we did one. No, we I think we did a podcast that ended for no what actually I don't I don't know. I think I'm getting confused. No, but, we didn't say happy new year with me. You didn't say what's everybody happy new year. Happy New Year. <laughs> Although this is freaking January, I mean February. <laughs> so yeah, so it's great having you back, Nikki Lachey. So how have you been? I have been awesome. I've been um, keeping with my my resolution, and I am here. Okay, I've been looking at some pretty good movies as of late. Well, I've been looking at stuff every now now and again. I haven't seen that Candyman. I don't, I don't think that's out yet. I'm gonna keep looking. Might be out somewhere. <laughs> yeah, that that's not out yet. Just like how that, like you were waiting on Judas to come out, uh, uh, Judas and the Black Messiah to come out, but it wasn't out yet. It didn't come out. It was out somewhere. It, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> the day I told you, what day was that? I told you it came out. The fifteenth. It was the fifteenth. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, so that was the only time that it, it did come out. Uh, actually, uh, it, re- it released February twelfth. And, um, but, you know, it's good that we did get a chance to see that. And uh, any other films that you've been watching uh, or sh- uh, series, TV shows that really caught your Shameless. Interest? Oh, my gosh. This is the last season of Shameless, and I'm definitely going to miss it because I enjoy that show. Now, they South Side Chicago? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was one of your, your favorite shows. What season are they on? I think it's the season 10. Oh, okay. The final season, final, final season. season. Oh, wow. You got a lot of seasons to catch up on. Yeah, that's too many. That's too many. I, I did catch the first, maybe first two seasons. And it wasn't like anything that was wrong. It was just other shows that No, it's season out. 11. My, my, it's season 11, not season 10. Oh, okay, okay. The final season is, is season 11. Oh, okay. Nice. So, uh, oh, do you have any news that you've heard about that's been going on in the film industry? News that's been going on. Um, Insecure, this is their final season of Insecure. I'm I did hear that. that. I did hear that. When, when is it? Do you know when that's coming out again? Not sure. And then um, Snowflake's supposed to be come, coming. Snowflake? Out. Was it Snowflake? Snowfall. Snowfall. <laughs> Snowflake. Yeah. Snowflake, Snowfall. <laughs> it's supposed to be coming back this month. Oh, okay. That's what's up. Now, I know you're not into comic book movies. But they just released the Justice League Snyder Cut trailer uh, not too long ago. I would say probably, uh, uh, was it yesterday or the day before yesterday? They released it. Are you a big Justice League fan? Are you excited? Mm, I don't know what that is. (laughs) All right. And then uh, you also have the situation with Michelle uh, Trenchtenberg, who actually came out and said uh, Josh Wheaton wasn't allowed to be alone with her on the Buffy. Uh, on, the yeah, on the series. Uh, because, you know, you had Ray, Ray Fisher from Justice League. He played Cyborg. He came out and said that Josh Wheaton said some racial stuff. He's a disgusting person. And he was saying that the company or the people that, you know, that's over Warner Brothers, if I'm not mistaken, they were kind of backing 
Josh Whedon, and they were basically going to blackball Ray Fisher from yeah. playing Cyborg. They actually would like cut his parts from the movies that's going to come out okay. uh, later on. And then now you just had uh, Michelle uh, Tristenberg, who just came out and said some things. And uh, also, I know you don't watch The Mandalorian. You familiar with The Mandalorian? I am not. Okay. So it's a woman named uh, Gina Carano. She basically vows to fight cancel culture and she has a new film deal. And um, I guess the situation with her, she plays on Mandalorian. You actually came in on the part where I was watching the final episode of The Mandalorian and he was talking too much, asking me why am I watching this in my own damn house. That's but it probably sounded like something over there. Yeah, so but she was on that show and basically she said some verbiage that people didn't like. I, I think it was toward the Jews. She was saying that she's a Trump supporter and she was saying that she's being treated like the Jews. I'm paraphrasing. Um, they're being treated like the Jews and a lot of people didn't like that. And so what they did was they fired her for it. Oh, wow. So, you know, so it's kind of the question, like, even though a lot of people feel some type of way about Trump supporters, it's like, you know, are, are but the overall picture, are they taking freedom of speech away? You know, what type of freedom of speech comparing yourself, even though we may disagree with what she said, she's being compared, you know, Trump supporters are being compared to Jews with the Holocaust. You might think that, all right, that's ludicrous, mm -hmm. but is that worth being fired for, for freedom of speech? Exactly. You know, I think so. it's more like um, their supporters in the background. You know, they have a lot of Jews supporting them financially. You can't say nothing about them, you know? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, so that's, so that's what's going on with that. I, I wish, I wish, you know, people, when they say or do things toward black people, it's the same type of energy. You know what I mean? Oh, we got to stop that. You know, it seems like it seems like that that is true. Uh, so, yeah. So, you know, that that situation is uh, going down. So I guess we're going to go ahead and get into it. And uh, today we're going to be reviewing. Judas and the Black Messiah. Finally, yes. You were looking for this for a while now. Now, the director for this film, you have Shaka Kane, who also directed Newly Weeds and Mola Jennings. And the writer for this film is Will Burson. He wrote some episodes of Scrubs and also Arrested Development. Now, the logline for this film, an egotistical thief gets caught by the FBI and he's now turned informant to infiltrate the Illinois Black Panther Party and their chairman, Fred Hampton. Something, a person that we should be learning about in schools, but instead we don't. We just get to hear the news, badmouth the Black Panther Party and label them not just only radicals, but also label them terrorists and put them up there with the Ku Klux Klans, the Ku Klux Klans. So, you know, you have situations like that that's going on. Um, but the characters for this film, you have Bill O'Neill, played by Lakeith Stanfield. You might have seen him in Sorry to Bother You and The Photograph. Um, he also played in Atlanta. You've seen Atlanta before. Right? And I, that's actually, Lakeith is one of my favorite actors, along with the gentleman that played Fran Hampton, 
Daniel Kaluuya. Now, to me, uh, Daniel Kaluuya is like the Steph Curry of acting. You know what I'm saying? He's, Steph Curry, can you explain that? Elaborate a little bit more. Yeah, he just, he just, he just, anything that he puts up. Now, I didn't, in certain movies, I didn't see all of his movies, but I first followed him on The Black Mirror, and he did such great acting in that, you know, and it was like the first season. I don't know if you've seen, have you seen Black Mirror before? Nope. Oh, okay. But a uh, science fiction series. But yeah, like when he first appeared on Black Mirror, I was like, who is this guy? You know, and he also he was in uh, a series that Dave P. Cole and his wife turned me on to with Skins. He, he was the black dude in that, but I didn't know him then. You know, I didn't know, I didn't even know he was in Skins until recently. So, but he, he started to just grow. Like uh, we've also seen him in Get Out. I mean, played a great role in that. He was in Black Panther, you know what I mean? So, yeah, so he he just, most of the things that he he throws up, like he hops in, it's a three-point shot all day. <laughs> Stuff with the shot, you know what I mean? Uh, if, if I had Would to... Would you account that as him being a great actor, or he just picks great parts? I think he's just a great actor. Um, I feel that, you know, like if the role allows him to, like on the, what's the one with the... Uh, the two, the couple that was running from the law. The King and Slims. Yeah. King was it King and Slims? No, no, no. Queen and Slims. Yeah, yeah. My bad. Why, why would a black man be a king? You know, <laughs> Queen and Slim. I'm sorry. So you had uh, uh, Queen and Slim. That one, I felt like his role was somewhat limited because he was just a guy on a Tinder date. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Escaping the law. It wasn't really a big. Because it was mainly about Queen. You know what I mean? Like, like he was just kind of. I've never actually actually watched it all the way through. I keep falling asleep. I can't focus. I mean, I guess I'm I'm not really into that type of movie, mm. but I can't can't watch it all the way through. Oh yeah, I mean, I've tried several times, but I just can't. You might like it because a lot of people compare that to um, American Skin, especially the ending. I like American Skin. So you might like Queen of Slim. I, I, I didn't like Queen of Slim because I can't watch it all the way through. You, uh, you might like it because uh, the ending. You know, they had the same ending as American, American Skin. That don't mean I was going to like it. I didn't like the ending. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway. Um, but I, I would say in Lakeith Stanfield, if I had to compare him to an NBA player, I would have to say he's... Um, Steph Curry. I, I already said that uh, Daniel Kalua was Steph Curry. I said Lakeith Stanfield, the one who played uh, Mm -hmm. uh, Bill O'Neill. LeBron James? Nah, nah, (laughs) not yet, not yet. I I wouldn't even give that. I was thinking about that for a day. I was like, nah, you have to be a veteran in the game. He's he's some new guys, even with uh, John Boyega. He's one of my other favorite actors. But um, but I I would have to I would have to give him uh um yeah I would have to put Lakeith Stanfield. You know I would have to compare him to like the Damian Lillard. You know what I mean? Like like he just. He just carries the role, you know what I'm saying? Like he just comes through, uh, hits that buzzer beater, you know what I mean? Um, I feel that even in movies that I'm not used to seeing him in or I'm not interested in when he's in it, I feel like he kind of breathes uh, air into it, you know? So I, I really, I really do enjoy both those brothers acting. Um, you also have Roy Mitchell played by Jesse Plemons. Uh, he was in The Irishman and uh, Breaking Bad. Uh, some people, when he was skinnier, some people called him. Um, uh, what's what's uh, Ben Affleck's uh, best friend's name? I'm his best friend. <laughs> uh, uh, 
Matt Damon, they will call him not Matt Damon. You know, mm-hmm. the, the, the informant, because he kind of does look like Matt Damon a little bit. Mm-hmm. He's just like a bigger version. When he was smaller, he definitely favored Matt Damon back in the day. So his nickname is not Matt Damon. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, but yeah, he, um, as I mentioned before, he, he did pretty good in Breaking Bad. He was in the final season of Breaking Bad, if I'm not mistaken. And then you have uh, Deborah Johnson, who did great work in this film. Um, she's known, well, she's being played by uh, Dominique Fishback. And you might have seen her in uh, Project Power. Uh, Power, Power. She was the rapper on that. I don't mm. know if you, uh, then you had uh, uh, The Hate You Give. You, you've seen that movie, right? Yeah, so you remember in that? I did. Oh, okay. Then you have Jimmy Palmer, played by Ashton Sanders. He was in Equalizer 2 and Moonlight. He also played the RZA in the Woosaw. I don't know. You never watched the Woosaw, did you? Mm-hmm. It's on. You know it's on um on uh, uh Hulu. Oh really? Yeah, that was the whole purpose. I thought that was the whole purpose. You getting me to watch the Wu Tang Saga? I tried to watch that too. I like get you to couldn't. like episode four and five, and then I I, I lose interest. For real? Yeah. Oh okay. I thought that was amazing. And then you have Jake Winters, played by Algie Smith. I was speaking to one of my coworkers about uh, Algie Smith. They said they really did like his his roles and his acting. And he played in New Edition and Detroit. And he also had a little cameo by Lil Rel Howery. Remember, he was the he was Wayne, the the inform. Well, he wasn't informant, but um, he was the guy that was at the bar. And he came over. Uh, this was on Judas and the Black Messiah. Okay. Remember he was at the bar and he uh he was like, hey, he's this My man, my guy. Yeah, he slid yeah. in that newspaper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I want you to read this article. He's a comedian. Right, yeah. yeah he was also in Get Out as well. Oh yeah, he you sure know? was. So yeah, that's interesting, right? He he he, he actually saved Daniel Kalua's character right. in Get Out, but in this movie he's trying to kill Daniel Kalua's character. Remember he had the poison? Right. So uh yeah, that, that's that's pretty interesting. Now, the story, uh, one of the characters that the story evolves around is Fred Hampton. I am a revolutionary. I am a revolutionary. Yes, ma'am. You know, he uh, actually was a chairman. He became chairman of the Black Panthers, Mm -hmm. Illinois uh, chapter. He became chairman at the age of only 20 years old. Now, on March 3rd of 1989, there was an interview with Bill, Wild Bill or uh, William O'Neill, um, if you look at Eyes on the Prize Part 2, you all can check that out on YouTube. Great information about the situation, what occurred on this film. Yep. The irony of that is they, they, they viewed it on Martin Luther King's birthday. They sure did, yep. That's a smack in the face, right? Yep, yep, yep. And so, you know, uh, you know, they do that. You know, that, that's what they do. They do little symbolic gestures of, uh, of defacing or disrespect, yeah. you know what I mean? And, uh, but yeah, you all can check that out. It's the Eyes on the Prize Part 2. Check it out on YouTube. Informative so, documentary. You think about it, the name, Eyes on the Prize. So what was the prize? The prize was the dismantled the Black Panther that was always the prize? Uh, that, I'm not sure. I didn't, I didn't get that too deep. I didn't get too deep into that. I, um, in the title of Eyes on the Prize. Um, I, I don't even know what part one was about, to be honest. Um, if, we're, if there even is a part three. But that was basically an interview with uh, Bill O'Neill and his... His part he took in the dismantlement of the Black Panther Party and the death 
of um, Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton. Yeah, exactly. And, and so, but it was very interesting because when you look at it, it's, you know, they use some of the footage in the film. But when you look at that documentary, he actually, when he was talking about Fred Hampton, he even talked about how he, him and Fred Hampton got real close. Um, he even spoke on, like, even when he was speaking about it and when he got to that day of Fred Hampton's demise, he even started to break down a little bit. You know, he tried to hold it together, you know. And so, I, you know, I felt I like mean, that was... I mean, he had to live with regret for, uh, and that, that prompted him to commit suicide. So, obviously, he had some regrets. Um, I look at it, when I think about it, he was just a boy at the time. Yeah, he was just 19. He was like 19 years old when they mm -hmm. recruited him to do something. So he he didn't know the era in his ways. Right. And, and as he's older, he realized what how they used him, how they manipulated him to to do something that probably if he knew greatest level of what he did, he probably wouldn't have done it. Right, right. And uh yeah, a lot of that stuff, and for those who are confused about Bill's story. So Bill basically uh, was, well, in the movie, he portrayed a thief. He had a, a, I won't say a genius idea, but he had a pretty, you know, somewhat solid idea to steal uh, cars or vehicles. And he would pretend like he's an FBI agent. He, would, he had a fake badge made out and he would steal your vehicle. The problem was that he got caught by the police and then later was turned over to the FBI and they wanted him to uh, uh, penetrate the Black Panther Party. Pause. You know, so it, it basically wanted him to kind of join in with the group and gain their trust and give the information, receive the information from the Black Panther Party, give the information. Infiltrate. Infiltrate. That was the word I was looking for. I could not find that word. I was like, <laughs> penetrate and, and pause, you know. <laughs> I infiltrate. That's what I wanted to say. You know, I felt like that was that was very very um, interesting. Um, now, Bill was uh, like I mentioned, he was in, introduced by impersonating the FBI, and uh, we we could see that the police did a number on him because like Bill did kind of get stabbed in the beginning. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to I don't, don't want to uh, say too much because I want the people to you know, to see it for themselves because it's still fairly new. So I don't want to spoil too much. So I'm just little small parts. Um, but the thing was, when when he was being questioned, he was bleeding from, like we thought he was bleeding well, from the stomach. You know what? That, that's just the regular scenario of what happens to an African-American person when they get in contact um, with the police and there's no one around. I mean, that that can be Leroy tonight. That's, that's nothing new. Right, especially dealing with race soldiers. Because I, I don't want to put make it seem like the police do this. There's race soldiers that do this. People that uh, infiltrated the police department, you know what I mean? And, and and carry out their wicked ways, mainly on black people. And nobody protects them. It's just like, hey, deal with it, Negroes. I mean, you know, that so. was the police. I remember as a kid, that was just normal. That was what we saw all the time. I remember the police came into our neighborhood and the neighborhood boys, they were all on motorcycles. Um, I don't know what the scenario was, but I just know that they came and they beat these young men right in the middle of the street in front of their parents. And then when their moms came out there to try to help them, they beat her too. They what? beat them all in the middle of the street. They had it on display. And that was just normal what they did in Chicago on the West Side. Wow. How old were you when this happened? I mean, it's, I was... In my single digits, so, um, under ten years old, this was this is what we saw all the time. Wow, wow. 
And uh, also, speaking of um, uh, West Side Chicago, uh, we also have Fred Hampton, who actually spoke at the Malcolm X College. Now, you attended the Malcolm X College, correct? He did go to the Malcolm X College. Oh, okay. So that's, so that's what's up. So I know that kind of, I know you kind of lit up when it was... I didn't, but I didn't really know the history of it because I was just happy prior to me being born. Mm-hmm. But it was like, to find out, hey, that's where it came about, you know? Um, because it was relatively new back when I went there. So it was just maybe 10 or 20 years old or something around that age basically kind of a new school oh okay and then uh also i would like to speak on uh deborah um that was deborah i was gonna say how you know my mama <laughs> you funny <laughs> my mama name is deborah <laughs> <laughs> actually deborah was uh fred hampton's love interest right. and uh that's when we meet her and i, I like the way she came in i, I definitely love the role that uh she played uh that was portrayed well, the role she played in his life because it was based off actual events. That's one thing about watching movies about actual events. It's like, you really can't really critique it because this is actual events, you know? Right, well, like, well, so basically a lot of stuff, you know, of course life is different from movies, but you have to add things. Because that's what the uh, director, Shaka King was saying. He was saying that uh, he, it, there were events that you couldn't that really they, do that you know what I mean do and they had to get permission to do right because they had to add some stuff in there and then even when I believe, I believe the son saw it, it it was like or other members uh, from the Black Panther when they actually saw it live action or you know it, they kind of was like nah you can't use that you can't do right. that yeah. you know because it didn't look right so like the director was saying that was you know that was uh, he was fine with it but it was a uh, it was I don't, don't want to say stressful like he was being he just wanted it was a creative yeah creative yeah he had to be very creative right to really move around and navigate because and they say when you write a script they you know that they portrayed it the way that they wanted it to be portrayed in the same token he wanted it how he wanted the movie to flow right exactly exactly so yeah so he, he was saying that he had to be very creative in that you know and be careful because you know you had to make sure certain scenes weren't shown right because you know you get that a lot with other Groups, even on the news, they love showing black people getting killed. You, know, you rarely see white people get killed mm-hmm. in the news, even if the police do something or however. You know, like only time you really seen white people get killed was that situation that happened in Philly. Remember the the two white mm-hmm. people were arguing with the neighbors. The neighbor shot uh, oh, both, yeah, yeah both of them, that. whatever, in the head. And it was like, why don't you keep your mouth shut? You know what I mean? So, or you should have kept your mouth shut. That's the only time you really seen like white people killed like on like TV, you know what I mean? And that was just passed through social media. That wasn't even on the news. They'll show murders of black people on the news and abuse on the news. But um, but yeah, so so that was one thing I did notice. And um, I did love the, uh, the actor, uh, as I mentioned before, Dominique Fishback, the way she portrayed uh, Deborah. You know, I, I felt like that was pretty yeah, dope. She was very poised. She was very polite, professional. She was knowledgeable. She seemed she was a strong woman, so she portrayed herself. Even though she didn't have a lot of scenes, the scenes that she had, it was very poised. Oh yeah, yeah, she was she was very poised. And then uh, you also we um, we meet. You know, as, as I mentioned before, we did meet uh, Deborah, and you know, she starts off as a poet, and she's basically, if I'm not mistaken, she starts writing the speeches. You know, the kind of 
Yeah. 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 He's, he's, he's a dusty dude. You know what I'm saying? As people <laughs> as, as people will call Because you got uh, so many names for different groups of people. I don't know if I would say dusty. He was a dusty dude. I mean, as for the... Not saying that he was dusty. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he was... A street person. Nah, it, no, it's a difference. You could be you could be a street person and be some... not And not be a dusty dude. A dusty dude is a mentality. It's not like you have on dusty clothes and you don't wash it's a mentality, you know, like he doesn't, he doesn't care like about anything else. being Chris, you know, like being a Chris person. A Chris? You mean somebody who's very put together, well put together. No, 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 it's not an appearance. Okay. It's a mentality. Okay. You know what I mean? Like uh, a dusty dude is the dudes that like, like, like put your hands on women. That's a, a weak dude, you know what I'm saying? And that's, I, I wouldn't say he went that far, but his mentality, like he was, Robbing folks, he didn't really even the questions. He was a grimy dude. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And the questions that was really asked about him, you know, like, hey, how do you feel about Martin Luther King? He was like, ah, you know, I, you know, how do you feel about his death? You know, ah, you know I guess. Yeah, he had no political views at all. Right. He was kind of like, you know, I felt a little sad, I guess. You know what I mean? He yeah, didn't he really, he wasn't really connected right. to he his wasn't people. He was connected to his people. That's what I feel. And he was, he was off coast. Yeah. Have, yeah, he was, he was one of those people who don't know their culture. He was all about himself. Right. He thought that right. freedom was being having money. Freedom was being out doing what you want to do. It wasn't the freedom as in the mentality of being respected. Right. Right. And so um, materialistic. Right. I totally agree. And uh, one thing I, I did notice too was the uh, Panthers versus the Crowns. Now, you see, you're not familiar with the Crowns in Chicago, right? I mean, I remember the name growing up. Oh, okay. And then we found, I found some information. Like, I, I, I didn't know anything about the Crowns, but it was a little tension between the Panthers and the Crowns, which which uh, Fred Hampton, he wasn't afraid at all. Like, he was very, hey, like, I'm, a, I'm you know, I want to talk to every gang that's in Chicago. Right. And you even told me when he crossed, he went, because he's from the West Side, he went to the South Side. I think that's where the Crowns are from. And that's when it was kind of like, hey, you know, where you at, you know, type right. of thing, you know what I mean? And he didn't really budge. He's like, yeah, I know, you know, tell your leader I want to meet with him. You yeah. know what I mean? There was one thing about him, Fred Hampton, and that's why they said that they wanted to neutralize him, is because he was trying to unite all parts, all right. everybody. It wasn't just black people, it was whatever people who wanted to help. Yeah, yeah, the, the poor whites that had the Confederate flags, yep, you had the Latinos. Um, yeah, because they had the, um, I think it was the Rainbow Coalition. Yeah. That's what they called it. Mm -hmm. And so, um, also the crowns. I didn't know that the crowns actually protected Martin Luther King. I, I did not know that. You know what I mean? I felt like that was uh, pretty interesting. You also had the stones, uh, too. They were, I think, were they Westside? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you had that, had them uh, doing their thing as well. Uh, because it also was, a, it was something that, that I even got from Eyes on the Prize Part 2 was they said that it was a memo that went out. They tried to, the FBI tried to get the Panthers to fight with the Stones and they dropped a memo. I mean, that was a, that was a thing that always happened. They always try to manipulate the system um, and try to put one group against the other group. This I remember as a kid, that's what they used to do as well. They used to take somebody from, in, in our neighborhood, they'll take somebody from another gang mm -hmm. and drop them off in 
the rival gang's neighborhood with the hopes of their whooping the ass, whooping their ass or getting them killed. Right. So my thing is this though, how come it's been I mean, I know you probably can't answer really answer the question, but I, I'm I guess the question I do have is since this has been an ongoing thing, and I know this with, you know, not every black person, but a lot of black people they use the same tactics. It and black people tactics. really don't like smart enough and be like, hey, you know, they're using this tactic. They're like, no, we're just gonna go with the tactic. Is it out of fear? But you you still got some people who are you you still have people who are Fred Fred Hammonds and you still have people who are women. So it just depends on what's important to you. Uh, a Fred Hammond person would be like, No, I'm not gonna fall for this because I know mm-hmm. what it's doing. William is like, no, he's with the rival gang. I'm going to whoop his ass so I can make my name. I'm, I'll put my name out there. So mm-hmm. it's just what's important. Well, I don't think William would do that, but I understand what type of person you're talking about. Yeah, yeah and and that, that type of person who's just selfish, who's all about themselves, and they'll do it just for the clout. Yeah, the clout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, William really wasn't for the clout. He was selfish. He was, he was a different He was a different type of selfish. Right. He but wasn't no, a clout he, selfish. He, he, he was selfish in the way that he wanted the financial gain of Yeah, he was, and always wanted to protect himself. But when you're yeah. thinking about gain life, it's not always the financial gain. It's the power. It's mm-hmm. the it's the be to have people scared of you. It's, it's right. to have your name out on the street. That that's the clap that you will look for if you are a gain Right, right. Okay. And then also um I did notice like kind of staying on the subject where the FBI were trying to write the letter. Now this one, like they did stuff with the stones. Now this was um, with the crowns. Um, they wrote a letter and they dropped like these little pamphlets, and mm-hmm. it was basically the Panthers talking smack about the yeah, about the uh, yeah about the crowns. And you know with they, the hopes of putting them against each other, so right. they won't unite. Right. But the problem was, see, one thing about it is this, and we noticed this. They do this to, this tactic to this day. They use this language. You know what I'm saying? Where it's like. It's like they, the FBI agents were trying to use, like in the letter, like dig in, like you dig it. Like back in the day, they mm-hmm. used to use the slang, dig it. Like, yeah. do you understand? Right. You get where I'm coming from. Like you dig it, you know what I'm saying? But they said they were saying dig in. Dig so in. in the pamphlets, it was like dig in and it didn't really make any sense. Yeah. And then uh, they kind of caught on to that. It was like, you know, dig in, you know. But it was still a little tension between the crowns and the Black Panthers I, at the time. Going back to a kid, I remember we found these papers in our in our in our neighborhood. I used to live across the street from a park and it was it would look like it was from um some type of authority figure where they had a lot of slang words and then they tried to have definitions on the side of what this means or this this gang sign right here, this what this means. This is the and it was like what the hell we like reading like what the hell is this? And like who would make something like this? And mm-hmm. it makes sense. It could have came from the police or the FBI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, you know, and, and I, I felt like that was um pretty interesting. And then and what I was trying to get at, they do that today. Yeah. And that's when you that's when you have to smarten up. When they start using slang. Remember the woman, and this is kind of different. This this was when they were taking the woman was trying to um, promote the vaccine. She was talking to Tyler Perry. Mm-hmm. And the thing was, she didn't, you know, like, and that's the thing with certain groups of people or certain parties, they talk to black people like they're stupid. Right. You know what I'm saying? Instead of just explaining what the vaccine does, and if, if you have examples, that's fine. You know what I'm saying? But she's never been talking to Tyler Perry. Like, that's who you're talking speaking with. And you have a lot of intelligent black people watching. And the thing is, you, well, you know, you take the vaccine. It's like, hey, you on my block. What you doing on my block? And then when you come over, hey, you snatched this from me. Basically, that's what she was saying. She was trying to use, like, a gang type of example right. with a whole bunch of weird slang, you know, like almost outdated slang, sounding like that letter. Right. 
And that's when you got in. It doesn't matter. At this point, you know, like back then it was the government doing it. So now it's like, what we're going to do is we're going to use the same tactic because it's still working. We're just going to have black people do it. And a lot of black people might not be into it and into that life. Right. But they'll they'll try to have this slang to seem like they hip, but it might be feeding you the wrong information or thinking that, you know, oh, they speak in slang. They, they down then. You know what I'm saying? And it's just, you know, a bunch of BS. You know, it was a lot of uh, things that was going on uh with the movie i know we touched on the uh the rainbow coalition and also the fact that fred hampton was sent to prison for stealing 71 dollars worth of ice cream bars that was crazy because they couldn't find anything on fred hampton they put a fictitious death charge on him for ice cream and sentenced him for it (laughs) right yeah yeah was was it two to five years or something like that i forgot Yeah. yeah So, um, yeah, that, that was crazy. Whoever, Stealing ice cream bars? Right, it was somebody else who they blackmailed and infiltrated to say that it happened in order to get him locked up. Right. And then uh, then you also had uh, George Sams, that Chris Brown lookalike. Remember <laughs> George Sams? Um, you know, he 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 was from New Haven. And uh, and it was a guy named Alex Ragley. Um, they, a lot of different infiltrators in Black yeah, so he tried to say that Alex Ragley was a was an infiltrator and a um and a snitch, and you know they basically what they what they said then they said his well, not they said his balls on fire. They did they, something to they, him. They um, burned him. Yeah, hot water. Hot water, boiling water. Yeah, and then they ended up uh, murdering him. But it wasn't even you know the guy the guy who was doing no, all of this was, was the no. They both were they both were informed. One informant killed another informant. No, that's not what happened. The other guy, the other guy wasn't informant. Yes, he was. He, that, that's not what he said on the movie. I don't you know if you probably want to watch again because you might want to watch. He did it say again. that because he said so. You're telling me that one informant killed another informant, and he you said, guys are gonna gonna hold it against him. Then, then, then the guy who I guess he was no. The dude died. said the dude said no. He said he said that's what that yeah, the guy so, didn't ask we, that we, question. No, we're gonna go back then because I'm pretty sure it was they both. No, did the, the, the you're right. The question was asked. You know, and the dude was like, "No, the other guy wasn't an informant." So the guy was like, "So he just killed a normal person?" He was like, "Yeah," and he's going to get away with it. He was like, "Yeah, that's the beauty of it." You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, that's informant. what happened. You all see for yourself. Go back, go back, and then I'm gonna get an yeah. No, or, or I'm gonna get a, a retract. And, You're gonna retract. <laughs> and, and so remember this: she's gonna change up her tune after we find out, <laughs> after she finds out that I was correct. And then, um, and so then, um, you also had George Sams, who eventually went after Bobby Seals. Um, so, um, yeah, so they, you know, you know, so it, it was just a lot of things that was going on. And also, they too, they, they were saying that when they had George Sams on the run, when he would, they would try to protect him. So, like, if he would enter a black person, a black uh, Panther Party member's house, they would get, they would get them for harboring a fugitive. Oh, wow. You know what I'm saying? So like, and then they were there to cause confusion. You know, they're exactly. pointing out other people. You're a snitch. You're a snitch. So everybody to sit there and they plant things in the Black Black Panther Party and and then accuse them of doing it. Just like when they tried to get um, William to get Fred to blow up to say that he was going to blow up um, some civil. Um, yeah, what was he going to blow up? What, it was, was it? the state it wasn't building. City Hall. It, was, it was state building. It was like a state building. Or state something. building. Okay. And. He did it. So if if Fred would have agreed to do it, then they would have they would have put the charge on him. Although it was never his idea. Right. Right. <laughs> but that was their way of trying to get something on somebody. They were planning these event these negative events so that they can they can say that the planters did it. Right. Label it. 
And then uh, also you can see the conflict with uh, William or Wild Bill, as they call him. Um, even when like the situation was going down, he was actually crying and laughing. And I felt like that was very, like that's hard to really do. Like just like like that's something that has to be natural, and that's why I have to give Lakeith Stanfield, you know, like like a bunch of fists for that. You know what I'm saying? Because you know you're talking about being in that moment of being up. Hold on, let me get this out. Like, like being in that moment of just being upset. No, being really upset about being infiltrated, but at the same time you're doing your job. Right. So you're upset that you were infiltrated, but you're doing your job. I'm sorry, but. I think that that was the way that Keith probably thought he should have felt, but I don't necessarily agree, but that's how William felt when he did it, because he did it, and he kept doing it over and over again, so he had to agree with what he was doing. After the fact, he's thinking back, and he probably feels bad about it, but I think at that point in time when he was doing it, he was doing it. Oh, yeah, he was doing it. That was the laugh. That was the laugh that he had. It was the the fact that he was he was split, you know. Like, I don't think he was split though when he was doing it. He was all in it because he was for his in the movie. Forget. In the movie. No, I mean William as a person. I'm thinking back to how he would have been as a person doing the acts that he did. I don't think that he was split when he did it. I think he did it with the mindset of I'm getting paid. I'm gonna get I'm gonna get three hundred dollars for this information. Ooh, ooh, I can't wait to go back and tell him this. It wasn't. I feel like it to me for. To me, any human person who had a, a, a political background or a political view would have felt some certain type of way, but he didn't. He was just a self-centered, an egotistical, greedy person. So let me ask you this. I, it kind of will bring you, uh, brings uh, this to, uh, to this question, bring the subject to this question. Um, the difference, what, what, do you, what do you think is worse? Now, this is the difference between two snitches. So you have a snitch that does the dirt and then when he gets caught he tells on everybody or versus what bill did was get caught doing something then he's put into a situation where he has to tell uh information about a person he doesn't know anything about which one is worse i think they're both the same they're both the same okay they're both the same okay i i feel i feel that i feel that the uh doing dirt with somebody is a little worse not not a whole lot worse, but I feel like it's more worse because you you both agreed to do this dirt. You get caught, yeah, and now you're telling everybody. Throw your friend up under the bus, right? Versus Don't cover your own ass, right? Versus you're being put in a situation to infiltrate somebody who you don't even know. Yeah, you're just trying to. Yeah, at that point, you're saving your own ass. You still should be on code. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that Bill, you know, should get kudos for not being on code. But I'm just, I was just a curious, you know, curious question because he didn't know Fred. He, but he, know Fred, he eventually but, got to know. But him and Fred is the same, though. That's what I mean. So yeah, it's yeah. just like the, this, the scenario is exactly the same because he they the same. They pretty much the same. But you you're gonna throw this man up under the bus because he's trying to make life better for your family and your kids and your future family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you threw him under the bus, so it's pretty much the same. Yeah, I, I, but the, the thing is, I don't think he knew knew anything about Fred. Yeah, Starting off, to yeah, do it. yeah, I don't but think he, he knew. But yeah, he but he eventually, yeah, because yeah, even in the uh, documentary, he said, "Hey, you know, I got a chance to really know Fred," and then he got really emotional when he talked about the things that he did in the end. And and I'm not, and that's not to say that I'm excusing 
um, what Bill did at all. I mean, it was very cowardice what Bill did. But, I mean, should we talking about the movie, we might as well get into the subject of what is worse and ask these questions. <laughs> yeah, so, and also, too, I, I didn't really state, uh, state the origin of the Black Panthers. So, the Black Panthers uh, originated in October 15th of 1966 in Oakland, California. And the Black Party, the Black Panther Party of Chicago emerged on the city's west side in 1968. Illinois' chapter gained over 300 new members within the four months. So I definitely wanted to uh, uh, put that in there. So, oh, did you did you have anything that you wanted to say before I continue? Nope. Okay. Now, um, yeah, so it was a lot of, a lot of good stuff that, uh, interesting stuff that happened in this film. I mean, it was it, it was action packed. The pacing was good. I enjoyed the love story between Fred and also uh, a significant other, yeah. Deborah. And, and just just the quotes, you know, being high off the people, you know what I mean. And and uh, also the uh, the the just just the acting itself. And and I don't know, I kind of got Trick Daddy vibes. <laughs> You know, I kind of wanted him to say, you know, just, you know, sidebar, you know, ain't no dead nigga. Uh-uh. Got no clothes to me. Uh, me, 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 girl. Uh-uh. No? Okay. No. No, no, no. Ain't no dead uh-uh. Anyway, uh, so, but I did, I did enjoy uh, this film. Um, it, it was very, very interesting. Uh, I mean, just everything about this. So you have no, those are your likes or your dislikes? Okay, so let me, so I guess that brings me to my likes and dislikes. So my likes, well actually I'm gonna start, I'm gonna start off with dislikes first. I'm gonna start off with my uh, dislikes. So uh, my dislikes, I dislike that nothing was done or there was no true justice for Fred Hampton. I know that he won a lawsuit, I think like a million dollars or something. 1.8 million dollars, but they, the trial was for 47 million dollars in 10 years, maybe eight to 10 years later when they finally settled, it was for 1.8. Right. For both families. And right. all of that probably went to the lawyers. Exactly. And also, um, if Billy just walked out of the back, couldn't Judy Harmon and the other fellow uh, Black Panther could have done the same? Remember they were shooting at the police? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I kind of felt like, you know, they could just walk, if, if, oh boy, just walked out the back. Well, I think the idea is they didn't want the police to enter the Black Panther. Good, um, yeah, they were, they were So that's down. why yeah. they wouldn't have left, because they didn't want them to enter, that was the whole point. Right, 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 they were, they were fortifying right. um, the building, right. And then, uh, so I guess that's not a dislike then. So, uh, but my likes for this film, so you can see I'm nitpicking, I had a nitpick for a dislike. But my likes for this film, um, I felt like, again, the acting was superb. Um, I, I felt like the roles that like Daniel and Lakeith played, um, as I mentioned, the, the crying and laughing of Bill, you know, when they found out they got infiltrated. And it was like he was upset that they got infiltrated, but he was happy that he did his job. You know what I mean? And, and then just the, I mean, uh, just the energy that Daniel Kaluuya brought uh, to Fred Hampton. I mean, just the speeches, like he, I mean, this is a dude from England, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like, and he actually brought the the, the Chicago, West Side Chicago dialect, because you, you, you speak the same way. 
You know what I'm saying? You got you get that trick daddy sound. Now the joke, I'm just joking. I'm just But now, but now, but not, the fact that he, you know, a guy from England brings this, you know, that same uh, energy. I mean, you can you can barely detect uh, uh, if you can. You can't detect his accent. You know, I think I caught a piece of it, but it was, you know, but it, it, it was just watching it over and over again. I think I caught something, but. But regardless of the fact, I mean, it was still like he, he was superb in that. I mean, Lakeith, you know, you know, Lakeith had to uh, seek treatment after playing right, this role. Right, he did have to see a therapist um, because he had very mixed emotions about that character. And you said he felt like maybe he felt like he didn't want it to be stereotyped or associated with this for playing this type of character. Right, he'll be typecasted. Yeah. And he'll be like a, a rat. Right. You know, and every role that he plays, like keep the rat. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, maybe he might play Splinter on Ninja Turtles. Who knows? You know, he's trying to stay away from that. But anyway, um, but yeah, and the energy, as I mentioned, for this film, uh, the creative moments, uh, like the car robbery scene, I thought that was pretty dope. Um, when Dominique Thorne holding a gun, you know, to, to Bill, Wild Bill, you know, and when he, you know, when he was trying to get out of the situation, right. you know what I mean? Not like it was it was on point. It wasn't like, you know, some movies will, something will be like, I feel like something's up yeah. and then they'll let it play out. Like it was right on point. Like, hey, something's up. I'm about the dog gonna find out what's going on. What, you know, whose side you on, you know what I mean? Um, also, when, as we mentioned before, when uh, Bill or William tried to escape uh, the building, um, I like the, the setup where he, he couldn't just get out. You know, there were like obstacles that were kind of blocking his way. And it just and he just made that smooth transition to be like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to the roof. You know what I mean? Like it was just like he was just kind of on point on that. And also, uh, uh, Dominique Thorne, uh, she was played by Judy Harmon. Um, you might have seen her on If Bill Street Could Talk. I don't know if you have seen that. You did see Bill Street Could Talk. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I, I, as I mentioned before, I love the love story with uh, Fred and Deborah Johnson. Uh, another thing, when Bill got his badge back, like and they played the little score mm -hmm. in the background, he's like, "Who, who are you?" You know, and he, he "Oh yeah, you, do you have a badge? Show me your badge." And he was like, "Oh yeah, I got a badge." He gave him his old uh, badge back. That was pretty dope, you know. And the score just filmed. I mean, that it was amazing. How about you? What are your dislikes and likes? Well, I don't have many dislikes because it's hard to dislike. A movie that's based on actual events because that's just the, that's what happened so you can't really change much of what happened um i dislike the fact that that in every movie like this all of our revolutionaries are assassinated but that's reality so right even, even even activists today if you notice there are a lot of activists that like when certain like even when mike brown and yeah they, they, their they, character is assassinated no not even no no not even characters like they actually uh they find their bodies shot up riddled right. with bullets I'm, I'm, and burned I'm, in the car it's, it's, burned it's, it's bigger than that because they can even if they don't assassinate them physically they assassinate you think about bill cosby they assassinated his character and they did this years years later it's just a lot of when you think about these big these, these great African-American people, somewhere down the line, they're going to find something on them and assassinate their character, assassinate their character. Oh, yeah, when he was do. trying to, uh, was it NBC he was trying to buy? I mean, it's whatever it is, they're they going to find something on them. Yeah. Oh, if you go Obama, they try to assassinate his character. He's not even an American. You know, they're going to find some way, 
somewhere to assassinate them in, in some different level. Yeah, I'm not gonna get into Obama. I'm about, to just, I'm about to just skip over that one, but uh, but no, nah, but I feel where you're coming from. And uh, and, and uh, I, I did, I really like the movie though. I like the fact, but and funny thing about no, I didn't know about Fred Hamilton. I didn't know about that. I knew about the death though. I knew about the death that, that and it seemed, and that's so messed up that people know about how he died versus how what he lived to do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a, that is interesting. Yeah, and a lot of people focus on the death instead of the what the what they live to do, uh-huh. the reason of why they were killed. Right, and that that was your dislike. I didn't have dislike. Oh, that was that was your like. Okay, <laughs> but okay. I did I did like the I liked the whole movie though. I enjoyed it. Nice, nice. Now, what uh, your comparisons? You compare I will compare it to American Skin and also Malcolm X. Okay. Nice, nice. Now, I would compare this film to Panther, the original. Panther came out in 1995, um, and it was basically dealing, uh, talking about with the Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, this was in Oakland, though, um, from an Oakland perspective with Kadeem Artisan. Right. You know, so, yeah, so I definitely will compare that to Panther, and I will have to compare this movie to Black Panther, right. which is crazy because... People are like, why would you compare this as a superhero Marvel, you know, Disney movie? Well, no, I, the part the part I'm comparing to is the fact that Black Panther, his character kind of sat out certain parts of the movie, mm-hmm. while other characters kind of pushed, yeah, mm-hmm. they pushed up. And that's the same thing what happened with Fred Hampton. Um, when Daniel Kaluuya um, played Fred Hampton, you know, that character sat out when he got locked up. Mm-hmm. And so uh, Lakeith's role um, took over Bill's role. It was more about Bill and what was going on. What Bill was doing behind the scenes and stuff like that. The meetings with you know uh, with the FBI. FBI was the name Roy. Mm-hmm. And so um, you know stuff like that. Yeah, Black Panther Killmonger. Mm-hmm. You know, like that's what I really want to say. It's like Black Panther, but but on a different spectrum, right? Because Black Panther was kind of more of a Obama type character, like hey, you know. Um, I'm not trying to help you Negroes out. I'm just only worried about uh, Wakanda. And you had Killmonger. He was like, yo, um, you know, what about what about all of us? Why helping everybody out? You know what I'm saying? Y'all just want to keep everything for yourselves. And that's that. But you can liberate everyone. Right. But then if you flip it, you know, with, with this film, you have uh, 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 Fred. He's more or less like, I'm helping everybody out. Right. When you have um, the Keith's role, Bill was like, nah. I'm just helping myself out. Yeah, I'm just helping myself out. So it's kind of, it's, it's almost like a, a switch. Right, it was kind of like they were, they were all striving for the same, but in a different manner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I would say that uh, also just some side note information. Um, Shaka, the director, he wanted Fred Hampton to be a household name. So that way, you know, eventually people would do a longer series on this, on Black Panther, yeah, on Panther. That was one of the dislikes that when he when they did the original re- review of the movie, where they were saying that they didn't elaborate on Fred Hampton's life, but it, it wasn't a biopic. That's what right. saying. It wasn't a biopic. He hoped that somebody would do a biopic, exactly. but this technically was not. That's not what it was supposed to be. Exactly. And also, um, the film took four years of research before the big screen. 
Yeah, you would have to do it. And it was the reason being is because there's not a lot of information about right, yeah, about Fred or the Black Panther Party because a lot of the people detailed information. It was information, yeah, but detailed not information. detailed information. And a lot of those members, you have to actually find these people, and and they don't. A lot of them didn't want to talk about it because they're scared of the repercussions of them of the police or any authority figure finding out. I, I, I would think, right, right. I, I, I would think. I won't say they were scared, but I think they were more secretive. They were secretive, of course, because back then they said that Fred, they were they were doing taps in his house back when he was like 10 to 13 years old. I mean, that's crazy. Mm. A, a, a adolescent like that being tapped by the FBI, being tapped by the police, like like what? Mm. And uh, and so like and also uh, Shaka was trying to also say that uh, this was a two sided story. Like Heat, you know, I don't know if you saw the movie Heat from back in the day, I think with Robert De Niro and Al Pacino. Um, yeah, so it was like, you know, two different stories. One from a criminal uh, aspect, I think that was Robert De Niro's character, and you had Al Pacino, he was the, the cop. And so, you know, that, that's what this story had. It was a two-sided story. And also you said that the whole, like it was, the question was asked, do you feel like it was a, you know, you're, you know, we are our own worst enemy phrase he said nah i don't think that was this at all he just feels that you know black people are weaponized against one another exactly you know what i'm saying exactly. so like to try to make it seem like oh we just i mean you know, if you think about the history that's pretty much what happened with martin luther king that's what happened with michael malcolm x they had people strategically inside of their circles acting like that they were part of the cause when they were just there to infiltrate information and share it with the FBI. Right. Yeah, they did have like black people infiltrate um, the, the Nation of Islam mm-hmm. and also uh, infiltrate Martin Luther King. They did. And um, so they also said that William O'Neill is a sentinel for the FBI. You know, that was some of the things that uh, Shaka um, spoke about when it, when it came to this film. Now, uh, your rating system. What would you rate this film, Nikki? I would rate this film 10 Cool Cigarettes. Cool Cigarettes? Yep. That's, that's a brand. It's called Cool. That's what they used to smoke back in the day. <laughs> I, I know about Cool. Oh, okay. The okay. Cool Cigarettes. Yeah, I, I remember the Cools. Yeah. yeah. At first, I thought you was actually saying they're Cool Cigarettes. No. Cool Cigarettes. My okay. daddy used to smoke. With a K. Cool with a K. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember my daddy used to write little notes. He had a rope. Little, Please sell my. This is my daughter. I'm Mr. Brown. Please sell her. Give her a pack of cigarettes. He used to send me to the corner store with notes in my hand <laughs> to get you the cashier to get his cigarettes for him. <laughs> Some cool cigarettes. <laughs> and so, uh, so I give this, because uh, uh, I, you know, uh, I'm going to have to give it 10 badges. 10 badges? Yeah, I was, 10 FBI badges. 10 FBI badges <laughs> with uh, Bill's face on it. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's, that's, uh, that is our review. Hopefully, we didn't spoil too much. Do you think we spoiled too much? I don't think so. But I mean, it's, it's, it's actually with I mean, yeah so you can look it up and find <laughs> you can look it up um yes yeah, so i guess uh, i guess the question is did i get too detailed in the information of the movie i mean i hopefully i, I mean you, you spoke more on the characters so i don't think we gave a lot of information on the movie. yeah like it's like a lot of secondary characters that we didn't really discuss that you heard in the introduction of the characters and we didn't really go into it other than deborah uh the character of deborah 
and um, Deborah Johnson, I believe. And uh, yeah, but other than that, yeah. So definitely check this out. I don't know how, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you can find this on HBO Max. Um, you know, check it out. You know what I mean? Definitely. Please support the movie. Yeah, you gotta and support then, uh, The whole idea, what, what um, King was saying, Shaka was saying is that he hopes that after you see this movie, you go and you do your own research and you find out about these people. So he just, right. it was kind of like, well, he wants you to look up these people. This one of those movies that after you watch it, you, you want to go back and find out. Let me see exactly, I want to hear one of his speeches. Let me see what he spoke on. Right. Or, or let me see who this William person is. And, that, and that's exactly what I did afterwards. I went back and I did my own research. I wanted to hear um, Fred see it. Say his speeches. Right, right. I wanted to see the characters, so I did my research. So it, it, he got me to do it. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. That's bad. You, you gonna uh, let your son hear some of the speeches? Oh, uh, he heard. He saw. He heard it when I was I was playing it on my phone. Oh, that's dope. Okay. So then, uh, any feedback from him, or are you just listening? Just listening. You know, he's not really into um, that part of it of the world yet. Give him a couple of years. Oh, okay. All right. So that is it. Uh, for Judas and the Black Messiah, this uh, I I I'm curious to see what movie is gonna knock this movie out of my top list. This is my number one movie for this year so far. Um, the last time I felt like this was uh, when we watched um, it was a comedy though. The um, uh, there you are. I see you. <laughs> what movie was that? I can't think of the name. That of it. was the contest. Uh... Yeah, the love song, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, damn, that's that's like top comedy for this I year to me. I would have not put that in my top anything. In comedy, you went for that number one in comedy it was, for that year. It was corny. It was. I love. I love corny movies. I really do love corny movies. But I wouldn't say that would be my favorite comedy of that year. I wouldn't say that was my favorite. Well, uh, twenty nineteen or twenty nineteen or twenty twenty. I think it came out in twenty nineteen. We watched it in twenty twenty. Really? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right, folks. We're going to get out of your hairs. You all be safe out there. Uh, continue to support. Please continue to make you last by giving listener support to the podcast. And uh, would you like to give your uh, social media information? My social media is Nikki LB1. You can check me out on Instagram. Okay. And uh, you can check me out at Critical Blue Reviews on Instagram, Critical with a K, Critical Blue Reviews on Twitter, Critical with a K, and Critical Blue on Facebook, Critical with a K. Now, I don't know why I didn't put Critical Blue Reviews for Facebook. I got Critical Blue, but I probably can change that later on. Anyway, all right, folks, thank you for listening, and you all take care of one another. Be safe, put your mask on. Yeah, don't well, watch out for them zombies when people got them. Oh, shots. <laughs> zombies might be out there, so be careful. <laughs> You're crazy. All right. So, y'all take care of yourselves. Look at them flames lighting up the sky. Ain't never seen fire shooting up so high. Look at them flames lighting up the sky. Look at them flames lighting up the sky. I ain't never seen fire shooting up so high. Are you listening, people, to what I'm saying? Because it sure looks to me like them niggas ain't playing. Them niggas ain't playing. Them niggas ain't playing. Them niggas ain't playing.